This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm glad you're here with us on this beautiful Sunday morning. I'm Jason Laidler. Here, once again, with the world-famous Ted Walshin. Good morning, Ted. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much. I'm wearing one of my lips and shirts from Tom's Place. You it's very nice. Three for one forty-five right now during the Black Friday sale. I was going to say, um, <laughs> I was going to ask you if that was a new shirt. It is. Sharp. Thank you so much. Think I should buy it? <laughs> no. No. No, I don't think you should buy it. So last week, you may recall, of course you recall, because you were here, we, we were talking about pickles. I don't know how we got on uh, onto that topic. Yeah, you do, because somebody, I don't remember which one, but somebody mentioned it was National Pickle Day That's right. in the United States. That's right, it was. And then you went crazy down this rabbit hole about pickles, 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 and more pickles. And what do I have in front of me today? Well, it looks like you've got some pickles in front of you because, as promised... I brought you in a sample yes. of my stepdad's world-famous homemade mm-hmm. um, non-dill, because I can't stand dill. Uh, I guess they're I guess they're sweet pickles or bread and butter. I don't know what the difference is between sweet and bread and butter. I don't know, but whatever. They're not dill. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Are we going to make radio history right now? Are you going to taste that pickle yeah. right now yeah. during the during the radio show? <laughs> okay. Okay. So he's see how crunchy that was. Nice and crunchy. I think you pay extra for that too. By mm. the way. That's really good. You like it? Really good. And and for what it's Kelly worth... Kelly had some, too. I was just going to say, listeners, our famous producer Kelly also tried a sample, and she said it was really good, too. That's just the tasting sample size. The whole full jar uh, I can give after the show. Good, because you brought me three little pickles, I know, so I, the size of a And by the way, I'm pretty sure each. this was supposed to be like a quid pro quo kind of thing, and I was supposed to get something like, what'd you say, mustard, mustard pickles, pickles or something, whatever that is? But my sister-in-law makes them, and I haven't been to her place or my brother's place in, in a couple of weeks, so... Okay. I don't have any to give you. Well, I can well, give you like I'm the bottom of the jar of, of what I have left. But that uh, would be uh, no, no, that's okay. I don't. I can wait for the full jar. Very good though. They're very. But they're not dill, right? The mustard pickles not dill, or no. is it dill? No. Okay. Well, then I'm in. No. Uh, in other news, also relating to Ted Walsh, since Ted Walsh <laughs> show uh, this week so far, you've got Ukrainian background, correct? Yes. So we have to say uh, today's a special day. For people like yourself with Ukrainian background or affiliations, I guess, because it is what dignity and freedom day. Dignity and <laughs> he had to he had to swallow the rest of his pickle before he could. That's spit. right. <laughs> I got him. Sorry. It's the anniversary of the Maidan Revolution of dignity back in 2013, and since then we've been fighting the Russians. My understanding is that actually. It had something to do with not signing an agreement with Russia that kind of caused the uprising. But we're not going to get into the politics. Well, Russia uh, would like detailed. to take Ukraine back 
and mm. Putin wants to rebuild the Soviet Union. He thinks it's the greatest catastrophe in the history of Europe mm. was the fall of the Soviet Union. The man is a despot. Okay. Well, don't, don't offend our Soviet, <laughs> our Soviet listeners, please. Who am I going to be offending by insulting Putin? Uh, and our, if I am... Our Soviet listeners. And if I am, I don't care. Listen, the Soviets need to avoid probate as well as everybody else. They don't own their property. Uh, okay. All right. Next topic. Let's move on. Um, we're going to have to go to a break real quick, but I want to squeeze in the fact that it is... I, we're on this theme of talking about national days that don't affect Canada. In the UK today, it's National Gingerbread Day. Mm-hmm. Do you like gingerbread? How can you not? Ah, I can take it or leave it. The only communists don't like oh, gingerbread. <laughs> so, are you going to bring me some homemade gingerbread? Uh, I, next I week? don't. I don't make gingerbread. <laughs> I don't. Bake. So you don't like it that much. My daughter is a, is really good baker. I, I have to ask, ask if she if she would kindly make some for me to bring to you. Okay. See, I'm just getting everybody in my family to make stuff to give <laughs> Cooking to you. Cooking for me. Because I don't do anything. All right. I'm okay with Forget that. about being a handyman, like fixing stuff around the house. Are you any good at that? Yeah, I'm very good at that. Are you really? Yeah, well, um, the, guy ma- the guy who made the pickles was a tradesman his whole life, and so I grew up in, in the house with a tradesman who really was very good with his hands and taught See, me all kinds of stuff. I'm the only time I'm a, a handyman is when I'm by myself. Okay, I'm not... Uh, moving on. I think maybe that's calls for a quick break, oh, uh, I think for ladies sure. and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners. Glad you're here today well, to join us. It is, it is the Avoid Probate Show. We are going to talk about all things probate uh, after the break. We've got a very special guest, which I'm really excited to introduce. It's, it's a topic we really haven't talked about before uh, since we've been on the air. So I'm excited to um, go down the, the psychology aspect yes. of uh, what we do here mm-hmm. on the Avoid Probate. Because... It's it's an important aspect. Um, we'll we'll dive in right after this quick break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call one eight four four six six seven seven six two eight. Back with more avoid probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember... Insert your name. And we're heartbroken because... Insert your name. ...did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of... Insert your name. ...have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Wallison. He is Jason Laidler. You can contact Jason during the course of the week. Uh, email is info at avoidprobate, one word, dot C-A. Toll free is 1-844-667-7628. We have a special guest with us this week. She is Kathy Nagy of Kathy Nagy Psychology. She is a psychological associate. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Ted. Thanks, yes, Jason. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks for coming in. We're really glad you're here today. As I mentioned before the break, this is, uh, I guess, an area of estate planning that we really haven't talked about. Normally, we're talking about technical stuff and what the solution is to avoiding probate uh, for people with investments at the bank where... Um, 
they will be probated if, if you don't have a beneficiary on them. We'll talk about that in a minute because I want you, I want to say hello and I want you to uh, introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, thanks, Jason. Uh, like Ted said, I'm a psychological associate, which means I'm registered with the College of Psychologists of Ontario. I run a group practice where we offer mental health services to our community um, in Brooklyn, Ontario. Okay, so maybe uh, some of the listeners are wondering what's the connection, right, between avoid, avoiding probate and having... A, a psychological associate uh, on the show, mm-hmm. well, it, it's probably, I don't have to tell anybody, frankly, that there's a lot of psychology involved in uh, these family conversations and dynamics with the on the topic of money and estate planning and end-of-life stuff and, and probate. Well, absolutely. You know, when you and I have talked about it, certainly having these kinds of conversations with family members, there is a lot of family dynamics and often conflict involved with that. Okay, uh, I guess I can see there's probably uh, two sides of the fence here. There's, there's you know the parents' perspective and uh, maybe an entirely different perspective on the on the part of the children. When I say children, I'm talking about adult you know, children, sixty five year old yes. children, or right. Right. or whatever offspring. Well, I mean, money is one of the, you know, number one things that are uncomfortable for people to talk about, including, you know, sex or parenting. I mean, these are the kinds of topics that tend to raise issues for people. And so, you know, adult children approaching their adult parent, trying to get information about, you know, what their decisions have been, how they've managed their finances can often feel awkward. It sort of changes the roles a little bit where you have adult children starting to try to manage the finances, perhaps, of their adult parent. It's If, if you've ever had a parent in in the hospital and you have to go to the hospital and then there are questions that that the hospital will ask you that you then have to ask a parent things like do you want to be intubated if that needs to happen should you have a heart attack uh, how do you want to be how do you want this treated these are these are awkward questions yes they are awkward and people are naturally conflict avoidant right want want to avoid feeling discomfort bringing up uncomfortable feelings because it's not just potentially conflict that we run mm-hmm. into with these conversations it's also gee i have to really accept that my parents mortality is you know yeah. around the corner or as the aging person accepting that for yourself people want to avoid those feelings of discomfort all, all the time. I had a conversation not not long ago following um, a program that we did with a guest who dealt with wills, and the person I was chatting with really didn't want to talk about it, just felt uncomfortable even yeah. discussing wills. Yeah, and for that reason, a lot of people don't have wills from what I Because now you're talking about your own mortality. Well, that's right. So not only are, you know, the, the things that become a problem when we talk about trying to suggest things like probate, um, how to manage probate with families would be, I don't, I'm uncomfortable to address my own mortality, mm-hmm. and in general, I might not feel comfortable talking about money with my children. It's interesting. I, I'm a little bit, uh, I think I'm a bit naive about the whole thing, to be honest, because I don't understand really why money is such a taboo topic, but I, I appreciate that it is. But every week when we're doing this show on the radio and we're talking about all things probate and what the solution is to avoid the vo- probate, I've got to admit, this the psychological aspect of it and, and the thoughts that are going through the minds of the, of the listeners really... I don't often consider like the the awkwardness and the challenge that it could create, you know, so somebody's listening to the show and they're like, "Yeah, of course. Yeah, I got to I got to talk to mom about what Jason said." Now, I do get calls. I had a call yesterday from the daughter of a listener, and the daughter didn't really know uh, why she was calling. Well, she was calling cuz her mother said she heard something about probate on the radio and asked the daughter to call. I guess it's it's a real thing that the, the listeners need to deal with, not just the mechanics of 
the solution that we're able to provide here, but the psychology of it really is something I haven't thought much about, and that's my fault. I guess because you're so comfortable talking about money, this is what you do every day. It's just like I'm comfortable talking about pretty much anything because I hear pretty much every, anything every I day. I can only imagine. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, things that people don't often have to address, they'll tend to avoid and it will feel uncomfortable. And, and so do you actually have clients sitting on the couch saying to you, Kathy... I wish uh, my parents had managed probate yeah, better. <laughs> or, or whatever. Or, you know, I got a, you know, my mom's got a million bucks and she won't let me do this or that or... You know, not specifics to probate. I think a lot of people don't know about it, but I, I certainly, you know, regularly deal with clients and, and they tend to be concerned about the aging parents. So that would be the population yeah. that I would see. So it's the child sitting on the couch saying, you know, my father was just diagnosed with cancer. He's got, you know, all this stuff that I'm going to have to take care of. I'm feeling overwhelmed by that. And then when they try to talk to the person to say, hey, what are we going to do? Like, I'm really worried about the burden that's going to be left behind for me. If the person comes up against a barrier and that parent, you know, really doesn't want to invite the conversation, then it leaves the child feeling quite frustrated. So I've had clients really have difficulty processing some of their feelings, knowing that their parent is aging and failing and going to die, but feeling real intense anger, resentment, and and expressing how concerned they are that that might impact the enjoyment of the relationship they have with that parent. I've seen it happen um, firsthand. I've been in a house with an elderly lady talking about her, you know, estate planning stuff and financial planning stuff. And and she presented some bank statements to me. And she said to me, uh, knowing that I, it was kind of a distant family friend. So knowing that I know her kids, uh, adult children, she said to me, you know, Jason, she reminded me very, she was very clear. My kids don't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I should repeat, this is a good opportunity for me, me to repeat that, of course, every time we're working with uh, a client or a potential client uh, to help them avoid the probate, everything is strictly confidential. I mean, I'm sure it's, you're in the same category, Kathy. That's every day of my life. Every day it's of all your in life. the lockbox. Yep. yep. Same here. <laughs> yep. And that's regulated by the province. And I want to keep a, a squeaky clean License and a squeaky clean record. I'm sure you're in the same boat. Yes, of course. Well, our special guest on the program this week is Kathy Nagy from Kathy Nagy Psychology. People have a difficult time approaching their parents to discuss financial matters and of end of life financial matters. What's the best way to approach them? Is it is it to go from your perspective and say, "I'm concerned it because when you're gone, I'm going to be left with all of this," or do you approach it from the perspective that, "Listen, when you're gone, do you really want to leave money to the government?" Yeah. Do you really want um, people in your family to, to go through the hassle of waiting and paperwork, et cetera, or do you want to make things easier for everybody? And I think, you know, those are two approaches, certainly. I think what you want to be thinking about is, what do I know about my parents? Because there's an assumption people tend to make that I know who my parents been their whole life. They're this, they're that, this is their personality, this is how they make decisions. But then once a person is faced with these end-of-life decisions, there's an assumption that all of a sudden they're going to be a different person. They're going to be open to talking about things, and we're going to have a really reasonable and mature <laughs> conversation when perhaps that hasn't been your experience with that parent, you know, prior to that. So we've got to be mindful of that. Think about who your parents are, what they've been like their whole life, because that's a good indicator of how might I be able to approach this conversation. If you've, you know, been part of a, you know, I, I never use the word normal, so I say, you know, healthier kind of dynamic hmm. in a family. There's where no there's, such thing as normal, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I really, yeah, <laughs> okay. I would say no, no okay. normal. Um, you know, but if you've had an easy easy relationship for the most part, you're able to talk about difficult yeah. topics, then having conversation about this is probably not going to be as distressing, but I would say it probably still would cause 
you know, some uncomfortable feelings to come up. So if you're in that boat, you're going to do better than someone who's been part of a family where there's been lots of problems, com- uh, uh, communication isn't easy, mm-hmm. those kinds of things, right? Yeah. And I think communication is the key, right? Absolutely. And would you agree that most of us are not very good communicators? <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I could put a percent on that, but I think, you know, some people are really naturally skilled at that and other other people struggle. I think the people who are skilled communicators are the exception to the rule. Well, I mean, so we go with that. If you're in a family and there's a number of siblings and one of the siblings has better communication skills, then maybe that's the sibling that you elect as the family to try and approach these conversations with. What if that's the the sibling that's been disowned for 25 years? Well, yeah, and these kinds of things can cause those problems. So, you know, one of the things I would say just to add to your question, Ted, about what can be done is, you know, when the family's all together for a special holiday and you go, well, we're all together, we're all so busy, maybe now's the time, let's bring it up to mom and dad, not really the best option, right? We don't want to ambush parents on what otherwise should be a special occasion yeah. or holiday. Yeah. Right? And Merry Christmas, by the way. Let's, yes. talk, about, yeah. let's talk about your money. I, let's talk about when you die, yeah. right? Like, How much are you Christmas? leaving me? Yeah. I think that's a really, really good point. And we talked about this uh, off the air. And, I, and it, it's an opportune moment because the, all the kids are here, whatever, like you say. But, uh, you know, you maybe think of the other... But you think about it from that practical side. We got to get a plan, whereas I'm suggesting that you need to think about it from the parent perspective of, this makes me think about my own death, which I don't really want to think about, and I'm not comfortable about talking about my money with my kids. And, right? and, and to your point, I think, yeah. I think ambush is a good word. Yeah. Because so, if you're caught off guard... And now you think you're being ganged up on and you don't know if there was like some master plan. Or... And so who's likely to share information when they feel like they're, you know, being ganged up on? Because right. our instant response is to become defensive, and, right? Or deflect. Right. I'm not going to talk about this now. And then you get nowhere. You've made an attempt. You've upset your parents. There's a taint to your holiday and you've not got anywhere, right? Good way to ruin uh, Christmas dinner, I guess. You got so, that right. So what you can do instead is, you know. Which isn't far away, by the way. Yeah. So no one put that on their to-do holiday list, right? Um, (laughs) But what you can do instead is maybe talk amongst yourselves as the siblings, um, decide who might be the best to discuss it with them on another time. You could potentially give the parents forewarning, you know, not a text, maybe depending generationally, you might want to talk to them in person, say, hey, we'd really like to talk to you about some of this stuff at another time. When would be good for you? And give them time to think about it, prepare for it so they don't feel so ambushed. So so it's not... A good idea to make it a, a Christmas gift. Hey, Mom, I got you a meeting with uh, Jason Laidler from AvoidProblem.ca for yeah, Christmas. Yeah. That probably wouldn't be recommended. Is he bringing pickles? Not that, it's, not that it's a bad idea, or like in general, but maybe just not for Christmas. Yeah, right? yeah you want to pick your time and place carefully, right? We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Uh, Kathy Neig is our guest. She's a psychological associate, and we'll continue with our conversation. So stay with us. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant she was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only. 
and then rub salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money. Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca. I don't know how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom? It's a good news story. The account is earning much more than it did when it was at the bank in a low-paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom mom's money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account, which wasn't there before. Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about. I share my story with as many people as I can, and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man. He'll walk you through it. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walsh along with uh, Jason Laidler, who, of course, is the founder of Avoid a Probate. And we should point out that the information we provide for you in this program is for general consumption only, not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Each situation is, in fact, different. So if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert. Or, of course, you can contact Jason by email at info. English is a second language. I've almost graduated. Info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate.ca. Toll free, you can call as well, one 667 7628 And we have a special guest with us this week, Jason. Yep, of course. Kathy Nagy from Kathy Nagy Psychology is joining us to um, twist our minds around the, the, the psychology that's involved with, you know, this stuff we talk about on a weekly basis, which, again, I admitted uh, earlier already that I, I don't actually think about the psychology of it maybe as much as I should. Um, that's changing um, today. Uh, but Kathy, I want to share something with you and the listeners because, you know, relating to some of the comments that we were made in the first, uh, the prior segment there before the break, I want to read, it reminded me of an email I got recently, and I'm going to read part of it to you. Of course, um, it's a good opportunity for me to remind the listeners, you know, keep your emails coming. We appreciate all the feedback and questions that we get. Uh, we endeavor to respond to every single one of them. And uh, we'll share some of them on the radio with you anonymously, of course. Usually that is part of the mailbag section, which uh, is coming up soon. But sorry, anyway, I'll I'll get to the the story here. I'm going to read it. Part of it says, Our mother is 93 and has recently been incapacitated due to a stroke. Previous to this, she refused to discuss power of attorney, joint accounts, or any subject that she felt would, quote, take something away from her. 
Uh, there's more to the email that goes on, but that's the point I wanted to share because I think it touches on uh, some of the ideas and concepts you were... And some of the things that can potentially be in the minds of the person who's aging and needs to be thinking about their estate planning and their their end of life. And, you know, that's a sad situation. That's the kind of situation, you it, know... It is kind yeah. of sad. Yeah, that's the kind of situation that I would have one of their adult children coming in and talking to me going, I'm so frustrated with my mom, like we're going to be left with this mess, I don't know what to do. And, you know, it's always better to have these conversations and make a plan when things are calm and people have their health. Waiting or trying to race to put together a plan when a family's in crisis is never the best, you know, it's not the most conducive for decision making. Right? Hospital bed planning. And yeah. I can understand the, the, the perspective of, of the woman because she feels like, well, she may feel like she's being ganged up yes. upon and ganged upon and she may feel uncomfortable that especially after suffering a stroke which is something that that's a that's a, a heavy dose of reality right yeah. there and now to get it again from from her children but by the same token you have to think to yourself how do I want to leave this earth and what do I want to leave behind? I mean, yeah, you know, and I, and I think sometimes the things that I can imagine, you know, an aging person would be thinking about is not wanting to be taken advantage of. If I share some of my personal information with you, what are you going to do with my money? Are you going to take it from me? Some people don't want to lose their independence. Right. If I turn over right. some of my financial decisions to you, I lose that independence. Right. And some people, you know, might be holding on to their financial information and inheritance information, that kind of thing, as a way to still garner support and relationship with children, right? If the children need to still continue to be part of my life, um, you know, this is the way I can manage that or influence that. And some, and some sorry, Jay. No, I was yeah. going to say there's a couple of points I want to say to that, which um, just to remind, remind the listeners, you mentioned, well, I don't know if you mentioned, but joint accounts came to mind. Joint accounts and power of attorney, giving the control... Uh, relinquishing control of the financial situation to the child, the adult child, um, can be done using a joint account or power of attorney. I get calls every single day from people who say, well, I don't need to worry about probate because everything's joint uh, with with my mom or dad. And then I have to explain uh, why I don't like joint accounts. So uh, I just want to expand on that for one more second. And what, um, what, if, what if your parents both die at the same time? What if I don't understand? Well, I mean, what I'm saying is, you're saying it's a joint account, so if one dies, the other one. Sorry, what I meant when joint, with joint account was joint with the adult child. That's what I was. Referring oh, I see. To. Okay, I thought you meant joint as in husband and wife. No, that's that's common, and and I tell um, the callers, um, I, there's no easy way to say this. The the first I say the first death is the easy one, and I I say that with respect. I mean, there's no probate issues or or big tax issues when the first spouse passes away. The government. Um, to their credit, you know, they don't punish the surviving spouse with punitive taxation and probate and stuff on the first passing. All these problems that we talk about here every week are uh, a result of the second passing. It's something that the kids have to deal with. Anyway, real quick, though, I tell I tell the listeners, okay, yeah, pro, uh, joint account with mom or dad will avoid the probate, but there's a better way to do it as far as I'm concerned. And the better way is the transfer over to the insurance company and name that kid as a beneficiary and give that kid power of attorney. I say kid. I'm talking about the 65-year-old adult child. If, if, if the person has power of attorney, then they, they still have all the control to take care of mom or dad's uh, affairs if they need to without being a joint owner, which means 
we simplified the process, and that's what we're trying to do for our, our clients is simplify everything as much as possible, and we avoid ownership challenges and taxation issues and exposure of those funds to whatever creditor. You know, it's just a better it's a better mousetrap, and that's the message we're, we're trying to share. Does that make sense, Kathy? Yeah, it totally makes sense. It's it's communicating that right to mom or dad that is the challenge, and communicating it in a way you know. Like, I think you want to come across with empathy, care, concern, saying, you know, I really want to make sure that what you've worked hard for all these years, because people work hard to accumulate sure. the kind of wealth that, sure. you know, we would be talking about being taxed massively like this. Um, you know, you can have conversations appealing to that sense. Like, look how hard you worked for that. We, we want to make sure you get a say on where that's going to go and how that's going to be, you know, handed out and not just be having that money Okay, lost. so to that point, I have to interrupt you because when I talk about the probate fee itself, which is 1.5% in Ontario, which happens to be the highest in the country, of course, some people say to me, well, that's that's only fifteen grand per million. And other people say to me, I don't care. They said, I've paid enough tax my whole life. I don't want to pay 10 cents more yeah. than I have to. So if you can help me avoid uh, this, this, you can call it a death tax or whatever you want to call it. The province doesn't like that term, of course. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it's not in any textbook, death tax, you won't find it, but, it, you know, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck. Anyway, so some people are ready to move mountains to avoid paying 10 cents more in tax. And I always say, honestly, in my opinion, it's not really about the 1.5%, it's about the nightmare that uh, you can avoid because the kids or whoever is going to be the executor is going to have to file documents, probably retain a lawyer, pay legal fees. There are filing deadlines. There are new penalties. There, are, There's the stress of it. There's the time aspect of it. The kids are busy. Yeah. And I'll tell you all of that, and from what I see, all yeah. of that going on on top of the, the person's grief. Yes. That they've just lost their parent. Yes. And, you know, if you add complications to, well, I'm frustrated and upset that my parent didn't listen to me, um, you know, or, or didn't wasn't willing to have that conversation, now we're compounding the grief. Now it's grief and the additional stress of managing. Grief the, and anger now. Well, right. And the stress of managing all this paperwork and all of, you know, financial burdens to the family, like what Whatever, whatever comes from that, right? Yeah, and if, yeah. And if you're, I'll just say if you're the eldest sibling and you're the one in charge of, of settling the estate and now you've got to answer to the other siblings and so there's, you know, there's reporting to the province, but there's also reporting to family members and other well, beneficiaries. And don't get me started about the psychological <laughs> dynamics amongst, among siblings and families, right? Yeah. I mean, we all have get our own started. experiences no, with that. No, get started. I mean, that's... Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's a thing. It is a thing. And, you know, again, we talk like we talk about this like it's perfect world. All the siblings get along. Everyone communicates well. Everyone has the same way of thinking about things. But Jason's laughing and, you know, we're all going, yeah, right. Like, in what, in what world does that exist, right? Very rarely. So, yeah, I mean, you might not be on the same page even with your siblings. You might have one sibling that goes, yeah, we got to talk about this and get this sorted. Another one's like, oh, no, don't bother them with it. Like the other day I was having a conversation with a client. I was sharing with them that I was coming on the show and what I was going to talk about. They were been a long-time client of mine. And they, they shared, you know, another perspective that I hadn't really thought about, which I'll raise here, is when both parents are still living and one parent is failing, let's say, you know, dying of an, of an illness or something, that parent wants to talk about it, make some decisions, let's talk about things with the kids, but the, the spouse goes, no, 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 they're going to be fine, they're really? going to be okay. Really? That spouse is in denial that their partner of, you know, 50, 40, 50 years is going to pass away, so they put the brakes on it. Nope, we don't want to talk about this, because we're just going to assume. And how do you deal with that? If, 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 you're, if you're 
a sibling, uh, uh, your, your, your parents are going through that. How do you do, deal it's, with it? It's tough, right? I mean, this this client shared how difficult it was to I see mean, that. Do, but do you talk to them to, together? Do you say, listen, this is what, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, this isn't good? Or do you go with them individually? I think, I think the out? individual option could be there. Again, it depends on the particular dynamic between your parents, right? Sure. But approaching, you know, in this case, the mom, approaching the mom and saying, hey, I know this is something you want to do. You know, can you start talking to dad about this and get him on board? Because I really think you're on the right track, right? And in, the, in this case, this person... You know, never had the conversation as a family, went went away, wrote down their wishes somewhere on a piece of paper, and it was discovered when they were sorting through things really? after the passing, really? right? So, but that was a dynamic I hadn't thought about. It's not just both parents not wanting to talk about it. It's one might, and the other one might not. Hey, and, the right? same, and the same with, with the offspring as well, right? Yes, like and with, siblings, among the siblings, yeah. They may not want it. It's like the brother says yes, and the sister says no, let's yeah. not. And, and I think maybe you touched on this earlier, Kathy. I mean, something else. I haven't given enough thought to is to your point about the one parent failing. You have to assume that that person is in a different mindset. That's true too. Because all of a sudden, you know, they're thinking about things for the first time, maybe. Well, but we're we're also presuming that that person who is starting to decline, like, is is in touch with the reality of their mortality <laughs> too. Because there's sometimes parents are, let's say, diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. And, you know, that parent goes off to the doctor's appointment, comes home, tells the kids that the doctor says they're A-OK. Right. Right? Because they, they can only hear so much information. Oh they don't want to scare the kids. They're trying to protect people from the truth. Wow. Right? So, I mean, there's lots of layers. Lots of layers. You do this every day, Kathy? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> love it. Wow. I do love it. I really do. I think, yeah, people are incredible. You have to love it yeah. to do this work. I mean, it's just... And good the, for you, by the way, and well, thank, thank you for you. doing it. Like, it's noble work. Good for you. Well, thank you. I mean, but my what I do is coming from the same place as what you do, that you genuinely care about people and don't want to see people in positions that they don't need to be in, right? How can we help people with that? So if you're an aging person, I would suggest, you know, try to think about, like what Ted said, you know, how do you want to be remembered? What's the legacy you want to leave? You know, and how can I start being open to have some of these conversations now while I still have my capacity and my health um, to be able to think about, do I want to leave burdens to my children or my grandchildren? Did I pr- do it? Like, how am I going to protect my hard-earned wealth, what I've accumulated and worked so hard for all these years? Do I want to make maintain control of how my money um, is just like distributed and who will carry out my wishes and what will the, will those wishes be carried out the way I wanted them right that's a lot to chew on it is and, a lot and I, and I want to say um, I want to say that we're here to help people answer those questions and I think I'd like to think at avoidprobate.ca that we can answer some of those questions uh, for the listeners but we're getting getting tight on time here and, and we're getting coming up to the break here so I just want to um, thank you again for coming today and uh, ask you uh, if the listeners any of the listeners are looking to uh, for more information or want to contact you tell them again uh, the best way to do that well thanks so much to you and Ted for having me here uh, and you can reach us at 905. 905- Six five five two three zero five, or you can check us out on our website. It's www.cnpsychology.ca. Uh, the phone number one more time. Nine zero five six five five. 2305. When you call us, you'll reach our intake coordinator. She'll ask you some general questions about what you're looking for help with, and we go from there. Okay, well, that, like I said, that was a lot to chew on. We only scratched the surface. I hope you will come back and join us again someday to pick up where we left off. I'd love to. Thank you very much for being here. Top up your tea and coffee. We'll be right back after this quick break. 
Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Okay, let's head down to Kensington Market, 190 Baldwin. That's where we find Tom Mihalik from Tom's Place. The Black Friday sale continues, Mr. Tom. Uh, Ted, you know, a lot of stores right now have no inventory. So it's very difficult for them to do a Black Friday sale, not at Tom's Place. We have thousands of shirts that are on sale. We have thousands of trousers that are on sale. And our sport jacket selection on the main floor has never been better. And they start at $199, and they'll go up to 249 Some of these sport jackets are seven, eight, nine hundred dollars $900 each. It's like 20 25% of regular retail. Mm-hmm. And that's how we operate. Tom's Place is full of inventory. We would like to move it. Our, our business has been here forever, and we understand and we know you can't sell something that you don't have. Well, we have it. The store is packed, and for Black Friday sale, we have slashed the prices. I would suggest people drop by and uh, get yourself ready for the fall season and for Christmas as well. Don't forget you can buy great uh, gift certificates, which make a terrific Christmas gift as well. Tom's Place, 190 Baldwin, to the heart of Kensington Market. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walsh, and he is Jason Laidler. And as I mentioned, you can get a hold of Jason. Uh, email him, info at avoidprobate.ca. Or... Toll free, 1-844-667-7628. There's lots of great info on the website, by the way, at www.avoidprobate.ca, including a free probate calculator calculator that you can work with to get an idea of how much probate might be payable on your estate. So check that out. That's www.avoidprobate.ca. And let's go to the mailbag. Thanks, Ted. Yeah, let's jump into the mailbag. And what I thought I would uh, start off with today, I already uh, touched on this email when we were talking earlier to, to Kathy Nagy, and I shared this lady's comment about mom worried, I'm reading it now, that uh, somebody would take something away from her. I thought I might as well just finish this email. It's not very long. Um, We have a will, because it is kind of like a mailbag item. We have a will, power of attorney, and uh, an internment agreement, which is interesting. I don't hear that very often, Mm -hmm. um, relating to funeral uh, plans, right? In case you're not familiar with the term. Um, Question. Is it possible to obtain a power of attorney or something equivalent at this time? If not, her house and bank accounts will all end up in probate court. Signed, the listener. Okay, well, uh, the opening line from this email says that she's been recently recently incapacitated due to a stroke. And I've already replied to this listener uh, by email, of course. Um, unfortunately... It's it's not good news because if you are incapacitated, you've you've lost the ability to um, appoint, uh, yeah, to to assign power of attorney to anybody, mm-hmm. right? So it's too late, and she's right when she says the house and the bank accounts will all end up in probate court, which is unfortunate. Uh, sadly, it's the kind of email we get on a regular basis. But 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 if she has already in her will indicated that the house is going to the children, right? Then and that's, that's not going to be probated. That is incorrect, my friend. It will be right. 
having the will does not get you off the hook with probate. The province still wants their pound of flesh. Whether you have a will or not, it's not that easy to avoid the probate nightmare. Remember, that's why Andrew Monroe was here weeks ago talking about the bear trust. And that's how you avoid the probate on the house. Having a will doesn't doesn't do it. The probate process is the process that validates that will and recognizes it as the one that's going to be used, recognizes the individual as the person who's going to be given the authority to settle the estate. I say to the callers all the time, uh, you have to be given this authority because if you don't own mom's house, you can't sell it. You can't sell something you don't own. So when mom's gone and you've been appointed and recognized by the province through the probate process Mm -hmm. as the executor, you now have the authority to sell something that's not yours, which is mom's house. Mm -hmm. So getting back to your question, no. Having the will, and I'm glad you asked, uh, because so many people think that the will is the solution. And really, it can almost have nothing to do with what we're talking about with with the probate process. I shouldn't say nothing. Um, it's it's call me if you want more information on how the will plays a role. But I want to keep going with the mailbag here before we run out of uh, mailbag time. Um, the other comment or the other mailbag I was going to share, I talked to, I followed up with a lady who called two months ago. So I followed up two months to the day um, at her request. And um, this lady, interesting, she's a retired accountant. So, you know, she knows what time it is. But she had never heard of the solution that we're talking about here by way of transferring the assets over to the insurance company. She said to me, you know, Jason, I live in a retirement community of about 800 people. And she said a good number of them come to me every year to do their taxes because they know I'm a retired accountant. She said, you have to come over here and and share this story, share this the solution of avoiding probate with these people. And, um, oh, yeah, and this lady is acting on behalf of a close family relative who's over 100 years old. So I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, Lastly, um, caller recently. Oh, yeah, I I missed the call. And I'm sorry, I apologize now. If if you don't get your call picked up, please leave a message. You know, if we're on other calls with other listeners, you know, we can't can't pick up every call sometimes. but, But leave a message, leave your number, we'll call you back. And that's what I did. And this gentleman, I would almost—I thought it was going to go to voicemail, and all of a sudden this uh, gentleman picked up. He was huffing and puffing, and he said, "Yeah, sorry, I didn't hear the phone ring, and I was—I uh, was playing my bagpipes." So I thought, "Well, that's cool, because hey, you know, I know you play the bagpipes, right?" And, uh, well, You're this, a piper. The start of every show. Those are those are electronic. That's me on my electronic bagpipes playing. I think it's the brown-haired maiden. I'm not sure. I think that's what it is. Tell me if I'm wrong. Pipers, there's always a, there's a piper in every crowd. I learned that a long time ago. And uh, you're, you're the first person I've ever met who was a piper. No, no, there's a piper in every crowd. You have to assume that for sure. I'm hanging out with the wrong people. So anyway, this gentleman with his English accent uh, had me confused for a minute there. But anyway, he, he's a piper. I told him I used to pipe with York Regional Police pipes and drums, and that helped break the ice. But um, I answered some of his questions, and uh, it was a good call. So. Please uh, call us with your questions, email with your questions. We'll get back to you. We'll share some of them on the radio in the mailbag segment anonymously. Of course, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. 
Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. And we're back. And you are listening to the Avoid Probate show. And thank you for doing so. And as I mentioned before, you should check out the website. It's really quite amazing. It's uh, available for you, www.avoidprobate.ca. There is a free probate calculator. You can see roughly how much probate you might have to pay on your estate as well. And... You can listen to past shows as well by clicking the Listen to the Show button, which is on the website as well. And, of course, if you want to get a hold of Jason during the week, toll-free 1-844-667-7628, or you can text them info at avoidprobate.ca. Ted, my mind's still uh, bending from some of that stuff we talked about earlier with our special guest, Kathy Nagy. Uh, that was good stuff, lots to think about for sure. Absolutely, and 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 it is awkward. I mean, yeah, you're dealing with, with two with two very very sensitive topics. Number one is uh, mortality. Number two, money. Yep, it's probably easier to talk about sex with your parents oh, than it is about on. money. I'm not sure that's true, but maybe, maybe. Uh, have you started your Christmas shopping yet? Let's talk about something happy. <laughs> is Christmas wait? Is Christmas happy? Uh, my it's Chris- supposed to be happy. I, I know that. I don't really. Uh, I mention I, my my granddaughter. I have an RESP set aside for her, so I put Good money for you. in there, and I, and I might buy her like a little, a little, a little couple little gifts or something. And then for my kids, I just give them money, and I don't buy for anybody else. Did Did you get my gift yet? No, nope. still thinking about it. Uh, before that, remember, I, my birthday comes up before Christmas. Oh, that's right. Would, yeah, okay. In December. Do you want to say on the air when your birthday no, no, is? On nineteenth, but no. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's another show uh, for this week. We um, we covered a lot of ground there. Thank you once again for tuning in. And uh, if you're not a regular listener, we we hope you become a regular listener. We're here every Sunday morning. I want to thank our amazing producer Kelly behind the glass for uh, keeping us on track that's her actual part. last name by the way behind the glass <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, Kelly behind, behind the, glass. the glass okay thanks of course to our special guest Kathy Nagy from Kathy Nagy Psychology please uh, you can find it you can do a Google search and she's out in uh, Brooklyn Ontario of course Thanks, uh, Ted, for your decades of radio excellence, and thank you, Zoomers, for your time today. Same time next week. Ted, what do you think? Yes, and thank you for the pickles. Enjoy the pickles, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.